Hey, what's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. You know, glad to be back. Glad to have you back. How was England? That was pretty cool, man. You know, in terms of the podcast, I did get to go to a place where they shot Andor. Nice. Blackpool, a little bit north of Blackpool. And so that was really neat because, like, my friend who lives up there, he was like, yeah, let's go by this place. Like, they filmed it for Star Wars Andor right by the beach. And right when he said that, I was like, oh, I know exactly what what scene that was. That's dope. Uh, like, when, when Andor is at the uh, the beach planet where he's, like, hiding out and then he gets arrested. Oh, okay, okay. Like, was that. And so I went out and, like, got to see that and take pictures of that. And also in Blackpool, we went to the beach that they shot Dunkirk. Oh, nice. That fucking whack-ass movie. But that's still nice, though. Hey, shout out to Blackpool. I mean, you, got... you were at the home of yeah. William Regal, the famous wrestler, the most famous person from Blackpool. And for those watching AEW and that tune into the Work Shoot Show, the Blackpool Combat Club is named after said place. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a pretty cool place. Uh, if I had to give an American equivalent to it, it's somewhere between Myrtle um, Beach and uh, what's like Vegas, uh, Biloxi? Oh. So like Biloxi, it's like wait, yeah. that's two different spectrums. Myrtle Beach is nice, Biloxi is Myrtle trash. Beach is, not, is not that nice. <laughs> let's, be, let's let's keep it. Let's, let's be I'm talking like you. Know, you you had like your Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. There. They have, they have like a Nickelodeon. <laughs> Uh, that's hard amusement park like they got like all of, like the surf style kind of stores like, it's like a touristy panama city okay and then like i'd say biloxi because like there is like a casino element of like not casinos but like everything else that you would think of around casinos like you mm. know uh, another thing blackpool is really famous for is uh chippendales there was a big chippendales thing back in the day for blackpool okay so, like, I don't know if they still do that now, but, I mean, that's just, like, one thing that people think about when they think about Blackpool. It's just, like, you know, you'll go there and you'll see all the people that you would see, like, at, you know, Branson, Missouri, Pigeon Forge. Like, you know, the uh, the, <laughs> the blue-collar English people are going to Blackpool for their... Okay, because I want to say Biloxi is trash. You know that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time at Blackpool. Did you see any? Did you go anywhere else or just Blackpool? Uh, I spent most of the week in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I did a tour all the way from like the Edinburgh, which is the bottom of Scotland, like all the way up to Inverness, which is like the top, and then like back down. Did like a boat tour. And if you remember Edinburgh, that's where Paige. From Love Island, the the stuff with Shauna and uh the twins with and Demi. Like that was like four seasons, three seasons ago, four seasons ago. I don't know if it's not that season. Oh, yeah, no, it's not this season. But glad you had a good time. Glad you had a good time. Thank you to everybody for tuning in for while we were while he was away. Me and yeah, Rich. What, what was Rich saying about Star Wars? Oh, well, he just got into it. Uh, I think he said. His favorite Star Wars movie, if I'm not mistaken, was Revenge of the Sith. No, 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 no. He had Revenge of the Sith low. I'm tripping. He had he, he had Revenge of the Sith low. I think he might have had like Last Jedi or Force Awakens as his first one. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> nasty, nasty choices over there. <laughs> but he was like, no, see, he was like, I didn't really get Revenge of the Sith. I was like, watch the Clone Wars. You'll understand it more and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think for like a person who's finding Star Wars now at a newer time, I don't think that it's out of the question for them to think that The Last Jedi is the best movie. Because like, I think a lot of issues that people have with The Last Jedi have to do with being fans for so long. That shit is and, like, ass. And, like expectation <laughs> level. Uh, Sam Witwer had a great ex- explanation of it. Let's see if I can find it. I can play that audio real quick. It's like two seconds. But Sam Witwer explained like my whole feelings of why uh, Luke, you know, like Luke in The Last Jedi. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, here we go. 40. It's, it's 49 seconds. Excuse me. Here we go. I got it. 
And this is Sam Witwer, legendary Star Wars voice actor. I saw this on TikTok and I wanted to talk to you about it. I figured you would you would like this. So I'll play the Rebels and the Clone Wars. Yep. So here's the screen. We can see him and I'll play the sound right now. This is Sam Witwer, voice of Maul. A lot of stuff in Star Wars. He's the man. There are people that I've talked to who needed to see that version of Luke Skywalker in their life. Perfectly legitimate. But you know what else is also is legitimate? People who say, this is the guy who saved Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Like, saving Kylo Ren is child's play next to saving Darth Vader. So I did not necessarily agree with that version of the character. Luke Skywalker, the level of compassion that it would take to throw down his weapon in front of his mortal enemy and declare... I'm not going to fight anyone. Yeah. I've hurt anyone. And I'm certainly not going to hurt this man, my father. Um, you failed because this is what a Jedi is. Yeah. I am a man of peace. That guy doesn't ever for a moment think about murdering his, his best nephew. friend. Yeah, his... no way. Thank you, Sam Whitworth. Like that, that, that in a nutshell is how I feel about Last Jedi. It's like, bro, Luke would not have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like he said, but like he said, that other take is legitimate because it shows it gives Luke this. He's not perfect. He's human. He can make mistakes. And that's what he did. Icarus fell too too close to the sun. Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with like how Ryan perceived. Yeah. Ray's story, I suppose. I I guess. Because did it elevate Ray's story? Um, I think she needed like a certain kind of teacher at that moment. And so Luke had to play that. Mm, gotcha. Well, she's coming back. <laughs> she's coming back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what kind of teacher she is to Grogu. Grogu she's not, she, yeah, I was going to say, she's not teaching Grogu. Grogu might not even fuck with Ray. Grogu's over there in Mandalore. I want to see Grogu pull up with his helmet <laughs> and like riding the mythosaur. <laughs> Grogu and Ezra just be like, so like, what did we miss? <laughs> Ezra Bridger comes stronger than everybody. Like, <laughs> hey, that's yeah, he, my he Star Wars. He honestly would be like, he honestly would be the the longest tenured Jedi at that point. Look, my Star Wars movie is coming, and I'm ecstatic. Yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into the news. And so, Star Wars rumors are out there about what Plani's movie is going to be called. Um, and those rumors are that it'll be called Heir to the Empire, based on the famous Timpizon novel of the same name. And there was a Legends novel. Um, that was mainly the same thing. Star Wars fans, before, you know, around prequel time, you know, we were too early, you know, early late night, late people, late nineties, older than us. Yeah. Yeah, so people older than us, like, that was their bridge before the prequels. And then for our age, we still got to read those books, but we had also had the prequels. Um, but Heir to the Empire, basically, it won't be an exact copy for copy. It won't even be book. close, really. Luke Skywalker is a major character. Leia and Han, all major, all major players. Uh, Luke and uh, gets, a, gets involved with his wife, Mary Jade, the future wife. You can um, substitute Luke, Blaine, Khan, Leia for for uh, Sabine, Ezra, <laughs> Ahsoka, and Hera. It's gonna be Rebels heir to the Empire. <laughs> pretty pretty much, like I think, the, you know, a lot of the Thrawn um, captain, uh, his name Pellerin, I think is his name. All that stuff can pretty much stay the same. Uh, you can't is that the dude with the orange stuff. lightsaber and Ahsoka, or am I tripping? Is that someone else? No, Pellerin is just the Empire captain. Oh, okay. Just in the last gotcha, 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 gotcha. Man gotcha. Warrior. He's just a. Imperial. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, because of Rebels, you can't use Thrawn's minion, Rook. Yeah. Part of those books. Yeah, that guy's um, dead. But they'll find somebody else. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll, they'll find, find somebody. somebody. And they're going to have to find a force wielder to fight uh, Ezra and Ahsoka. I'm assuming those characters in the Ahsoka TV show will probably. If they don't die, be back for Heir to the Empire. Probably. Yeah. Or we'll find something else that comes up. Yeah, yeah, another person. Crazy how many Force-sensitive people there are in this time where, oh, where were they during Return of the Jedi? But um, we don't have to ask those questions. <laughs> Just accept it for the what it is. <laughs> the moment I started Heir to the Empire again, I'm trying to read through some of it, try and see what you could pull. Oh, with connections? Yeah. 
yeah, it's just really hard because a lot of that book is just like heavy loop way on. Huh? So mm-hmm. like, like, what can you really pull out of it? But it's a good thought process. The Thrawn, I mean, the, the heirs to the Empire is what started Thrawn as a character to begin with. So, and he's one of the best Star Wars it's characters. Play. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. So I, I think if I think that should be the name. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know what else you'd call it. You, you could call it uh, well, the other book title of Thrawn is Thrawn Ascendancy, but you know, it's, it's a prequel book for him, so I don't know if you could call it that, but I, I, I would center in calling something around Thrawn or anything that's going to be called the war that comes with between that. Um, but after the Empire works for me. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it 100%. Alright, so the next thing we have is we've got some Superman casting rumors out there, uh, mainly for Clark and Lois. Well, we got Lex Luthor. Some things Lex. Yeah. What do you think, Nick, what's your, you think it's going to be Holt? For I, Lex? L- look, Nicholas Holt right now. So apparently he offered it to Bradley Cooper. Like that was his first, 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 first choice. I don't know. If Bra- I don't think Bradley Cooper's going to do it. I don't think he's interested in it. But Nicholas Holt is his second choice. I like Nicholas Holt in it. I kind of prefer Bradley Cooper because I think Bradley Cooper could be an amazing Lex, like an amazing. But Nicholas Holt's not bad if we're going with the David. Co- I told you, my guy, D Corn Sweat, baby. <laughs> yeah, you might Corn as well just lock that in. Like, I don't even want to talk about anyone else that's going to be pretty much going to be David Corn Well, the other guys do look, some of, some of the other guys do look pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think David Cornsweet, like, if James Gunn hasn't been out here outright being like, it's not David Cornsweet, then I'm just going to stick with it. How do you like Rachel Brosnahan as Lois? Because that's, like, the number one Lois. I'd honestly rather have Emma Mackey. Oh, you you prefer Emma Mackey? Or, yeah, I can't get on board with Smart Weaving. Probably the one no, me that either. has been thrown out. The I can't get on board with Emma Mackey for the same reason you don't get on board with Samara Weaving, because they both look like Margot Robbie for me. <laughs> uh, I think Samara Weaving is more of an action actress. Than that too. Than Lois Lane. Phoebe um, Devonor would not be a bad one for me, though. Who? Phoebe Denivor, the woman Davidson. Yeah, 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 I got you. She actually has the red hair. Yeah, she does. She does. Okay. Um, Even Lois is a black-haired lady, though. Yeah, that's right. Jim, Jimmy, o- Jimmy, yeah, yeah, that and Jimmy Olsen is the red, the redhead. But also, uh, Superman potential is what's his name? So we got Corn Sweat, Andrew Richardson. Andrew yeah. Richardson. Yeah, that's the other one. That's the other one. Andrew Richardson. Let me see how that guy looks because I'm pretty sure he looks he looks pretty good. <laughs> The thing with Rachel, Rachel Brosnahan is like, so David Cornswell, he's 29. So mm-hmm. he's, yeah. but isn't Rachel Brosnahan like mid-30s? Well, that's that's honestly my problem with uh with Coop with Brad uh with Bradley Cooper. Like if you're gonna get that's a my, Lex, that's my issue with him too. Like I, I think when you said Bradley Cooper, I was like, that's not the that's not the case. Like Bradley Cooper would be an amazing Lex, but like he's kind of old. <laughs> like, and for corn sweat, like well, I don't know, Schubert. You can make Rachel Brosnahan look a little young. I mean, like this picture right here, she looks like Lois, like you know. But she is, she is like right. thirty-two. But I mean, she's, that's she's not that 32. bad. That's not that bad. How old is? How, let's, see how, let's see how old. Let's see how old. that's about right. I, 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 I could rock with Brosnahan because Corn Sweat's uh, twenty-nine, and I think Richardson is like thirty. So, but yeah, look. I think you- I think you could do Rachel Brosnahan. I think she's probably the best actress that's been named. Yeah, for sure. And look, Nicholas Holt, he's going to go there as Lex. He better go bald, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think he will. I think he would, he'd pull it off bald, too. Yeah. Um, I was I was still really interested in him casting a black guy for Lex. Oh, I mean, well, look. There's rumors that he is looking at a black I'm, actor. Yeah, I've seen that too. So like, you know, I've heard, I've heard that Nicholas Holt is like a, a near a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would be because you I'd know, Alex, Alex is a black man from from the animated series, and I I know people will argue, but like that that Lex to me is a black guy. <laughs> like, he's, he's, just, he's just a light skinned black guy. Like even his tendencies are black tendencies. Like I'm sorry, like yeah. 
It's a black dude. <laughs> and I don't think, I, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong if you make Lex a black guy. I actually think it's a good dichotomy with like a white Superman and like having this black guy be like having a God complex. And you, you can really dive into some cool stuff with Lex in, in that. But I don't think Lex is going to be the villain, if you want my honest opinion. I think he's just building Lex. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I, I think the villain's going to be like live, live wire. He showed pictures of Parasite. Like it's going to be someone that's like a, even, I can even see Metallo. But I think Lex is going to be the, the behind the strings getting ready to be the Lex we know. Yeah. Um, you know, thoughts that I've had in, in terms of casting for Superman that no one's really been talking about is who's, who's, uh, who's Michael Rucker going to play? Barry White. Good. Barry White. Yeah. yeah. Who's Sean, then who's Sean Gunn going to play? Crypto? Well, Sean Gunn's already, you know, weasel, and he's not going to be in Superman, I don't think. Interesting. Who's... Why not? He could be. He could be. But they said Chris Pratt's looking to have a role in Superman. He might be Crypto. He could be Crypto. Chris Pratt. That's what I'm thinking Chris Pratt's going to be. Bradley Cooper could. And he talked about... And the reason why I'm thinking Livewire... Is because he was talking about uh, the girl who plays Mantis having a, a decent sized role. She could be Livewire. That'd be a stretch for her. I haven't seen her do something. She before. hasn't done a lot, but maybe James Gunn. James Gunn thinks she's a great actress. Also, it could be Karen Gillan. Yeah, cause... I was gonna say Karen Gillan could do that. Mm-hmm. So it just—it all depends on what James Gunn wants to do. Yeah. If, if you want to be this guy, like I don't have an issue with directors who almost damn near have the same. Have, have their people, people I mean we, Tarantino's our guy he uses the same him and Scorsese have been but, using the same people for 20 years <laughs> yeah and the question with that comes is how many is too many yeah true like, true yeah, true if, if, if we're getting if, if it comes into you know that the, the cast has like five Guardians people in like pretty major roles like but see I don't think they'll be made you know like is Perry White a major role like if oh. if if they're if they're Perry White, crypto, let's say one of them's Livewire, and one of them maybe Jimmy Olsen, which I doubt, which I I doubt that I, I highly doubt that none of them are the age to be Jimmy Olsen. So like if they're those three, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, no, I mean you, it it could be all right. I'm just yeah, you get what I'm saying. No, I, I get where you're coming from, but I'm excited. We're 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 moving on. It's it missed the writer strike, which is great. I mean, so we can still get it. And I mean, you know, I've gave my thoughts on the writer strike. We're pro writers over here. Does does James Gunn appear as a scab if he is on set in January? I mean, that's the question. Oh uh, no! Mean, I long, mean, it's a long time out. So. I mean, I don't think so because, like, he's the head of a studio. He's already a scab. I mean, that's well. I mean, that's <laughs> like the that's kind of the stuff that's been going on with Tony Gilroy. Is it Tony Gilroy? Uh, um, he's a scab too. That's the problem. Said Andor because oh. I was like, oh, he's a scab because like it, he wasn't like doing any like writing, but he was like producing. The difference between that yeah. and James Gunn is James Gunn's the head of the studio. Like Kevin Feige's still working on Marvel films. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even more fuel for the writer's flame. Like you know, the head of a studio is going out here and just you know carrying on. Like there's nothing, no issue. I I get. Look, I I get it. To me, I think it says more. Like Matt Reeves isn't working. Matt Reeves is on the picket line. Like that's who needs to be on the. Like I'm sorry, but like I understand why James Gunn's not there. Dude just got hired as the head of DC. Like be mad at Kevin Feige before you're gonna get mad at James Gunn. James, like I'm sorry. Like he just got this job. I understand why he's not doing it. Or and it doesn't mean he doesn't support them. It just means he has to do his job of. Mapping out DC right now. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see how what happens with all the writer strike because you know it hasn't been for too long yet, but eventually, you know, we've seen shadows get killed. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Um, you know, speaking of one that's coming up later, I think there's a Marvel thing that's gonna get just like all together cut. Oh, bro, like uh, it's I don't know what's gonna happen with like Echo and and Loki well, and all that. Oh, it's coming out? Okay. Lit. Next story. Echo releasing full season. Nice. November, okay. Number 29. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. See, Blade might be affected. Blade might not. Blade might get cut. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Which I, is I trash. Blade, I don't think Blade's going to make it. 
Oh, good. Mahershala, come to DC. You didn't belong there anyway. <laughs> you can be Lex Luthor. Hey, but I do like. And he's too old. I know. But... I kind of like it. <laughs> also, I do like that, even though I don't think he. Well, he died in Peacemaker. The guy uh, who was the alien in Peacemaker wants to be Etrigan, which I think is so fucking interesting. Okay. Like, so fucking interesting. Sure. Yeah, like, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be Rod Rock with him with that, but uh, Echo, excited for Echo solely for Daredevil. Solely. That's all the person I care about. <laughs> and Kingpin, I guess. It is telling that Echo's going to release all episodes on one day. Mm. Well, I mean, shit, Disney um, Plus lost 4 million, 4 million subscribers. That's why they're merging with Hulu, because Disney Plus is failing. Well, it's just, it's a very niche market. And those Star Wars and Marvel shows aren't, well, let me not shit on Star Wars. Those Marvel shows not carrying like they thought they would. Let's call a spade a spade. That's, that's fair. They ain't the hidden. only one that was any good was Miss Marvel. Oh, don't do that. Uh, you know, Captain I was a, Ca- uh, yeah, I was about to say, you know, I'm a Captain America guy. Also, Captain, Captain America, America was news. the only one that could, like, oh, well, Captain America was the only one that could fulfill the gap. And then Miss mm-hmm. Marvel is really a kid show. So that wasn't going to, like, get you subscribers. Captain Marvel, I mean, Loki's uh, the only other one that, that yeah, Loki was good. The Captain, the Captain America stuff. My man Seth Rollins is gonna be in it. The wrestler, he has like a suit. He's part of he's part of the henchman team. And I saw uh, Anthony Mackie's yeah. new suit. They got him looking good. I thank God they got that white off. I was like, he's gonna have a five five minute clip of him getting his ass beat. No, no, you know Seth, they're gonna let Seth Rollins do a wrestling move. They're gonna let him. <laughs> yeah, let him do one wrestling move. Shield to face. <laughs> hey, uh, look, my man Anthony Mackie looks good in the blue. I'm glad they got rid of the comic accurate white because I just didn't really like it, even though it was good for the show. Get him a new suit, and then his Falcon's gonna be in it too. So I don't think Bucky's gonna be. Bucky might have a big role because he has a Falcon. Hey, Sebastian Sands out here doing other stuff. So yeah, he is. You're right. Did you see any of the Pete Davidson show, Bupkiss? I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It's all right. I mean, see, I that's, the whole thing in my that's why I didn't watch it because people have been saying it's like wannabe entourage, wannabe Californication. It doesn't hit. It wants to be a lot of things, and it's none of them. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Pete. Jesus. But the best character in the show is uh, Pesci. Pesci, yeah. Yeah, I figured. That's the only reason why I'd watch it is for him. And speaking of Pesci, I'll just do the next story because I know I just put it, I just slid that in there. But man, Martin Scorsese might be retiring. He said in a Deadline article where he was talking about Killers of the Flower Moon, which I read, excited for this. At first, he was going to make a traditional like Western murder mystery, which like, man, I wish we would have gotten. But like, I get where he's coming from. He didn't want to tell this story with this region, with everything, the history that went on in this region tell it as a white savior story because that's the story they were going to tell. Whereas this is the region where the Tulsa massacre happened and the Indian tribe was their, their land was stolen, which is this story. Their murders happened where they were killing off Indian people to steal their land so they can get the oil. So basically he's telling a story about how these white people basically came in the area and just destroyed people of color and how these murders happened and how the FBI allowed it to happen, which I think is a very interesting story for Martin Scorsese to tell at the end of his era. And he he credits Leo for that because Leo read the script and was like, bro, we can't do this. Like, it just, there's too much. Because apparently Leo was learning about the Tulsa massacre while he was reading about this. And he was like, I can't, we can't do this. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And De Niro was like, yeah, I kind of agree with Leo. And Scorsese basically just was quoted saying about him retiring was like, I'm old. I read stuff. I want to tell stories, but there's no more time. Kurosawa, when he won his Oscar, he said, I'm only now beginning to see the possibility of what cinema could be. And it's too late. Now I know what that means. And maybe he's trying to, you know, tell compelling stories before he leaves. Not saying that he didn't tell compelling stories before. It's just the stories before were, I don't know, as deep as he's trying to go with Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, he's all. Yeah, but I'm excited. Look, I'm excited for Killers of Flower Moon, and when he retires, we're losing the greatest director ever. Oh, well, you you gotta deal with that. Three hours, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Watch that shit and calm down. Get on Apple TV. Press pause. 
go take a piss and get back and watch it. Martin Scorsese probably wouldn't need to retire if he would do shorter movies. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's trying to tell a story. It doesn't matter how long it is. It needs to be as long as a rope. You know how long a rope needs to be? As long as the job needs to be. <laughs> right. I, I will say, in, you know, talking to older directors, I did see The Fablemans, and it, it was really good. It was nice. Right. Shout out to Spielberg. A lot of people loved it. So it was really, really good. Um, so let's talk about the trailers. Uh, the Bear season two. Hi, new restaurant. It's, uh, hey. it's like they're going for a new restaurant. I'm, I'm interested. In High it's class. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm now interested. The, the cooks are being sent to culinary school. But respect. I re- hey, yo, I respect the character of Carmi for that keeping his cooks instead of getting new ones, sending them to culinary school. He believes in his crew. I'm interested in the hipster waiters he's bringing in because obviously that that's who those people were. And I'm interested to see how him getting back into, I guess, fine dining affects him and affects uh, uh, Io Dabiri's character. I think, well, for her, I think that's benefit. I think that's what she wants, yeah. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like, are they leaving... His brother's idea fully behind because that was kind of why the bear season one it didn't work the restaurant didn't work because it wasn't Carmen's idea it wasn't his bait like he was trying to do something for his brother and not doing it for himself type situation yeah so we'll see how it goes for him in season two I'm hyped we're gonna be getting that this year do you know wait real quick I know this isn't a trailer but do you know Heels two has a date and we don't have a trailer what's the date. The date it's July twenty eighth. Oh my god! Yeah, and we don't have a trailer. Like I'm, I'm like, what is going on, stars? It premieres July twenty eighth, and there's and the trailer has not come out yet. And Stephen Amell's hype. He's like, there's some cool shit coming, but like, man, we need the new trailer. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, so we'll be back on heels July twenty eighth. I'm hyped. What's not exciting is Extraction too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that shitty ass franchise. I told my co-host on the radio show today. He's like, Lennon, you saw the trailer for Extraction 2? I was like, You mean that shitty Russo Brothers movie? He was like, Oh, come on, don't do that. I was like, nah, if the Russo brothers can't make the gray man work, I'm not fucking hyped for Extraction 2, this piece of shit. Tyler was dead. And oh, of course they start the trailer. You were dead nine months ago, Tyler. How'd you come back to life? Nah, that nigga was dead. <laughs> It just looks like the same old, same old. Same old Russo brothers. Shit. Hacks. Is it time? Can we call them hacks? I mean, I've, I've been on that train. Mm-hmm. They're hacks. Kevin Feige is the reason why they were successful. Everything outside of Kevin Feige besides 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges was pretty good, but that was still was like 21 Bridges was the best thing they've made, but Cherry, trash. Gray Man, trash. Extraction, Trash. It seems like when they try, well, I can't even say fully that their adaptations are what works because Gray Man didn't really work. Like Chris and Evans was good. It was an adaptation. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, like you said, Twenty One Bridges was just basically an adaptation of things that have already been made. Mm-hmm. It was good, and uh, and you know, obviously the Marvel stuff. But X. They were talking about. They were like toys at that point. They were, they were, they were like, "Hey, James Gunn, if you need someone to direct Batman, call us." Fuck no, fuck no. I'm letting y'all know now. Let me look in the fucking camera. I'm gonna put this on YouTube. If the Russo brothers direct the new Batman, we riot. We riot. James, do not let them. My God. Oh my goodness. That would be hard. Them, their style. Do we want a cheesy, like, I understand we're going to get a comic accurate Batman, but do we want cheesy Batman? It would be a new type of Batman we haven't had. Bro, that would be Joel Schumacher. That would be Joel Schumacher oh, back again. <laughs> it would be, actually. I think that's a good comparison. <laughs> I think the Russo, if you want to know what the Russo's movie would look like, it would look Joel like Schumacher. Batman forever. Yeah, or, or the one with Clooney. Let me let me look at Joel's, because yeah. Joel Schumacher that's, that's is... That's Batman forever. Is a similar no 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 that's the one with uh Two Face. Batman and Robin. Then? Batman and Robin is the one with uh Freeze. But like I mean, look, Schumacher made some decent movies, but then like once he got to the 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 later parts of his career, became a hack similar to them. 
Come on, fucking them. Like, they make similar movies, so I do not want them doing Batman. But Attraction someone 2, who's not a, ass. Someone who's not a hack, Christopher Nolan. Hey, look. Let's see uh, Albert Einstein. Look, I mean, I Tenet, would, you know how I feel about that, one of his best movies. I, I didn't like Dunkirk, but I feel like I'm going to like this. Nolan was like, okay, y'all didn't understand Tenet? Cool, I'm going to tell a straightforward movie this time. <laughs> And like, I look, when was the last time he told a straightforward movie? It's been a minute. Like, I don't know if you can say he ever has besides Batman. Yeah, I don't think he ever has. So I'm because ex- even Dunkirk's not a straightforward movie. No, it's so close because I'm so I'm excited for this. Like all the cast looks insane, insane. And he said, like, this is Killian Murphy's best performance. And if this is Killian Murphy's best performance, my goodness, I'm excited. Yeah, Killian Murphy, I think this is going to be like Oscar. Everyone's oh shit moment about Killian Murphy is like, because I think he's been underlooked for a while. Even though Peaky Blinders is like one of the best TV shows out. I mean, not a lot, you know, if you go around to people and they tell them, like, what's your, not, you'll be a camp that's like, I haven't really seen it. Or there'll be like a camp that's like, oh yeah, Peaky Blinders was really good, Mm -hmm. but they forget about it in the midst of other things because it didn't have like so much. Pull. It, had, it wasn't like watching Succession or uh, you know, House of Dragon. It wasn't like it didn't have the HBO. Yeah, it didn't have a. It's Netflix. Wait. Yeah. So he's gonna um, be nominated for an Oscar though, for sure. A lot of those people will in that movie. Yeah, I think like this is gonna be the jumping off point. Shit, that might be reason. that might be uh Nolan's Oscar if we want to be honest. Uh, it could be. We're gonna see. Biopic, like think about it, epic biopic about nuclear war. Like this sounds very Oscar Beatty. If it was anyone else, we would say it is, but because it's him, we're saying it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I think he should probably should have won an Oscar before. Oh yeah, me too. I agree, but I'm just saying it's a. This is a little Oscar Beatty, a little bit. Yeah, like I'm saying, like I'm one thing I'm racking my brain about is I can't think of any other movie that would be in that discussion. Yeah. Um. So let's do based on a true story. That's a Peacock original show with Kaylee Cuoco. Looks uh, good. Murder podcast. Uh, some trying to solve a murder. Um, reminds me a little bit of the Resort, which is not a bad thing. Vengeance. Vengeance. Um, you know, Kaylee Cuoco did a good job with the flight attendant. So it's yes, she did. Similar to all that too. And I like Messina, uh, the guy. Yeah, I think I think he's a good actor. I just don't think he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't really recognize him. That's Zaz. From? I believe that's Zaz, I think. From Birds of Prey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's just nothing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, that's Christmas, you know, from Birds of Prey. Yeah, and he was good in Birds of Prey. Like, just, that was just not the best movie. (laughs) That's all that was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, I'm definitely gonna watch this. I, I trust Peacock at the moment, even though we just said that Buckus was all right. Everything else, they like if Buckus is a miss, you know, we got uh, our favorite I show, Mrs. Davis. Yeah, I heard it's good, I actually heard it's really good. But our favorite show is Poker yeah. Face, and like that's a great Peacock yeah. show. Poker Face is a good Peacock show, like I said, the resort, I think the resort is a good Peacock show. Mm-hmm. So, so, yep, um, and the. Uh, other one about the creepy guy. Um, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me right now. Uh, um, but that was a really good Peacock show, too. Um, with the Righteous Gemstones, season three. Hi. Like there's a new, new family they're fighting, and they're also having to fight with, like, really... Um, <laughs> other wild families. <laughs> other wild... Like, Religious down. figures, yeah. Religious We're getting them all. Figures. We're getting the gambit. We're getting... The flamboyant one with uh with a uh, boy from Justified. I can't think of his name right now, but I'm looking at him. Yeah. Uh, then we get the the really fucking right wingers with the guns with the guy from yeah. And then we got the mixed group with the black guy, the white guy, and the woman. <laughs> so you know, I think it's, I think it's gonna be very interesting. And that's about a month from now, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then let's talk about the crowded room. Tom Holland. Tom Holland's talked a lot about this um, in the media recently about like how he struggled with his mental health after doing this movie, sort of serial killer movie. 
Hopefully it's good. Him and uh, Amanda Seyfried going to for Tad in the uh, in the interview room should be mm-hmm. really cool. So I think that's gonna be a pretty good one to watch. Um, let's talk Mission Impossible before we talk about the one that I'm the most hyped for. Tom Cruise too old to be doing this shit, man. <laughs> like he is sixty, Schubert. He is sixty. How am I supposed to believe this sixty-year-old man is doing this crazy shit? Because he is doing the crazy shit. He, like, that's the only thing that the, the only thing that makes man. this movie believable is that Tom Cruise actually is doing this crazy shit. <laughs> like, knowing this, that he's actually like you know jumping off cliffs and shit is the only thing that makes it believable. This shit needs to end, bro. Like it needs to end. I'm glad that uh, him. It's the second Mac- to last one, right? I'm yeah, exactly. I'm glad that this is the second to last one. Macquarie knows that this needs to stop. This needs to stop. Yeah. I, I I do like any excuse to give Vanessa Kirby on screen. So. Yeah, true, true. I'm a big Vanessa Kirby fan. Even though it seems like she they're pushing her to the side for Haley Atwell, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the thing that came out just today that literally blew my mind, the creator. Oh, yeah, that looked good. Gareth Edwards. John, John David Washington, John, Gareth Edwards yeah. directing. Looked like an original sci-fi film, which is, we don't get That's a lot of. That was exactly my thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, so you're going to give me a, a non-franchise sci-fi film that's mm-hmm. like an epic? Yep. Um, similar to, you know, when we were thinking, if you think back to, like, stuff like this, I'll, I'll pretty much buy into it. You know, it reminds me of when Alita came out or, like, when uh, Mortal Engines came out, like, you know, a sci-fi thing that no one had really, like, knew much about. Even though Mortal Engines and Alita both had, like, mm-hmm. previous things that were about them. This is even I can't I don't know if there's anything about this out there. This yeah, like no, I, I look I didn't we didn't know this was coming. They have great actors like uh, our guy from uh, the the detective from Tokyo Vice as one of the AI cyborg humans. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that was him. He's yeah, that that's him. Um, oh. so I'm excited about him. We got John David Washington. Like this cast looks pretty good, and I like the fact that. They're fighting these robots so they can go super, super hard, not worried about blood. Like, and then what's that big ship in the sky with the beam coming down? Like, there's so much interesting stuff about this. And the fact that it's an original sci-fi, original story, people who are always saying they're sick of reboots, they need to support this. If this is good, then this could this could be a big step for sci-fi this year. Because I know that, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen with 65, the Adam Driver movie or whatever. But that's another original thing. It didn't. It doesn't look as good as this, but we're getting some original works this year. Allison Janney and Gemma Chan are also cast. That's who it is, Gemma Chan. Yeah, and Allison Janney. Yep. Um. But yeah, man, I think that that's like when I saw that trailer and when I saw the poster for it, I was like, this could be the next big movie. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. blockbuster movie. I'm not gonna say like it's like something that's gonna be. In reward, awards or anything, but like, you know, if John David Washington's gonna slap his name on it and put it in the theater, I feel pretty good about it. Yep, and John David Washington for this to be his movie, he chooses after Tenet says a lot. Well, he did the other movie. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like that was you. You know, what I mean, like this is this is the first big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the first big movie post Tenet. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, man. I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be great. Me I too. So. Yeah, I hope so. Facts. Um, so David Mamet's JFK assassination thriller is taking shape with Courtney Love, Vigo Mortensen, Shia LaBeouf, Al Pacino, John Travolta all in the cast. It's been titled Assassination and will be presented to buyers and pawn this week. Um, the official synopsis for the project is uh, 1963, during a crucial justice hearing against organized crime, the head of Chicago mob orders the assassination of President JFK Jr. <laughs> Creating a deadly conspiracy while altering fate of a nation. So, I hope it's good. It, it looks good. I wonder who's going to play the Chicago mob, Spicino or Travolta. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm excited to see Shia get back in the movies. Yeah, post all his Shia stuff. Too. Yeah, I think this is an interesting cast. Um, David Mamet is a credible filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's uh, an interesting one to look out for. Uh, we'll see when the trailer comes out. 
Uh, but so Warner Brothers has announced that Beetlejuice 2 will be released on September 6th, so it's the of 2024, which is the same day that Blade is supposed to premiere, but we know <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, Loki, your girl is becoming Winona Ryder of this generation. <laughs> She's doing all My the horror. Jenna Ortega. <laughs> yeah, Jenna Ortega's doing all the horror, all the Tim Burton-esque movies. Like, she is this generation's Winona Ryder. I guess. I mean, Winona didn't do all four of her things, but she's all Tim Burton's things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just I just see her as getting typecast, man. Jenna does the same movies over and over, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that has to do with her personality, as we've seen. And in her look, too. I just yeah. Don't see. Well, I mean, like, she played, like, a, you know, a teen, like, a, what do you call it? A goth teen? She wasn't a goth teen. She was just a normal teen in you. Oh, you're talking about you? Okay, I thought you were talking about in uh, Wednesday. Because Wednesday is the same role as this Beetlejuice role to me, pretty much. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, like, she's, you know, towing a fine line by doing Scream Wednesday. <laughs> and Beetlejuice, yeah. <laughs> and then X and then or whatever. And then, and then, and then, and then X, yeah. And then I, an XB or other movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not that they're bad... Not bad. Just, just, everything's been in. It's been pretty good. She's just the horror girl. That's what I just know her as now. <laughs> we'll see. I think she can definitely get out of that. Uh, so Weeds and Nurse Jackie are getting sequels at Showtime. Um, oh. Some people are happy about it. Some people aren't. Uh, happy about Nurse Jackie, not happy about Weeds. I've never seen Nurse Jackie. So Nurse Jackie's pretty good. Really Weeds, Weeds is done. It should have been done. Like, uh, uh, are they bringing the lady back? Well, they might be. I think we should just die. Yeah. It was. It was basically on. It was basically done while I was still going. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just Jackie, like Nurse Jackie because it's Edie Falco. It's basically yeah, Edie Falco needs to get off Bupkis and do that. <laughs> it's basically a New York City. It follows Edie Falco, an emerging de- emergency department nurse in this fictional hospital, and basically it's just like this high tension. Of hospital life, essentially, it won five Emmys. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Remember, it's it's run. When it was going on, I think I was just like not at the age where I could really understand. No, same, same. I watched it later in life because people were like, "Oh, Showtime has good shows," and that was when I was trolling the Showtime app. I'll try and get around to it. I just got locked in on Yellowstone this week, so we'll preoccupied. Blew through like the first season in like a weekend. <laughs> um, the Savani Bros are making a new movie. Hi. The plot revolves around the world of sports memorabilia. Hey. Set in the world of high-end sports card collecting in the '90s, a retired baseball pitcher played by Ben Affleck attempts to come back as a sports memorabilia eight. Well, attempts to come back as a sports memorabilia agent played by Adam Sandler attempts to capitalize on his success. Ben Affleck's getting good stuff with these sports movies. The way back air, he's coming back, baby. <laughs> this is this is his Kevin Costner push. Yeah, like baseball movie. And he's do, but he's doing better than Costner in my opinion because Air yeah, was a he, success. He, you know, I mean, he's already better than Costner, but yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, but so uh, Affleck and Sandler, and then Megan The Stallion's gonna play Affleck's girlfriend, and added to the cast. Oh my goodness, Affleck dating Megan The Stallion. I have to watch it solely for that. Solely for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Safadis, man, they know they're known for pulling these real life, extremely gorgeous women to play these roles that that they know, like Julia Fox. This seems like the Julia Fox role. Yeah. Now I think it's cool that the Safadis are going to be doing something like this. It seems like something that fits into that uncut gems. Hmm. Hmm. And they're gonna have Adam Sandler being a grimy agent. <laughs> yeah, which I think he'd be great for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be a really good one. I'm excited to see, hear more about that. It kind of flew under the radar. Um, so this one I think is gonna be really interesting for me, being a Bachelor fan. Uh, Melissa Berea, Nicholas Holt, and Lana Condor headline the cast of The One. From writer director team Kevin Armento and Jakai Bradley. The okay. one follows uh, Taylor, who's played by Melissa Berea, 
who's made a last-ditch effort to find love by becoming a contestant on a reality dating show. Now down to just herself and two other women competing to win the heart of Mason, played by Nicholas Holt. Taylor begins to feel the art artifice of the show fade, and the game becomes terrifying, terrifyingly real. Amidst the opulent beachfront setting, fairy tale dates, and ever flowing champagne, pursuit turns into obsession, and rivalry turns into treachery. Hey, this could be good. If they go really thriller yeah. and make this like the creepy side of The Bachelor, this could be really good. Yeah, I think it could be really good too. The one person that is in this cast that plays the third girl that they didn't mention is uh, Riley Keough. Oh. So I think Riley Keough, Lana Condor, and Melissa Brea are an interesting three. To be <laughs> yeah, it is. For, for Mason, <laughs> Nicholas Holt to be there to choose. Very different women, all three of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see what kind of characters they play. But that seems like something that definitely piques my interest is in my, my I'm with you. Um, so speaking of The Bachelor, The Bachelor has finally given the green light to the long-awaited senior citizen season of The Bachelor. <laughs> the Bachelor, the gold, called The Golden Bachelor. Uh, the leading man has yet to be announced, and his cast of female suitors will be announced at a later date. Ari should have waited for this. A new series as <laughs> showcasing a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. The synopsis says a hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. <laughs> Women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience, living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. In the end, will our golden man turn the page and start a new chapter? With the women of his All I'm going to say is there better be no drama because these are old people. There should be zero drama. And if there's zero drama, how do we like it? You know what I'm saying? These women aren't going to be fighting. They're not going to be catty. They're old. They might be. Oh, uh, uh, you tell me grandma about to be catty? No way. Have, have you ever seen Bad Moms Christmas? I have. I have. You know These I have. Look, that should just be Milf Island Part 2. <laughs> That, watch it. that failure of a show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Netflix and Adam McKay are reuniting as the streamer has acquired Adam McKay's new star-studded directorial feature, Average Height, Average Build. The film Ooh. stars Robert Pattinson, Let's Amy go. Adams, Robert Downey Jr., Horace Whitaker, and Daniel Deadweiler. Ooh, Pattinson what a will play a serial killer. Ooh! Pattinson play a serial killer who enlists a lobbyist, played by Amy Adams, to change laws that will allow him to get away with murder more easily. Let's go! Johnny's role is a retired cop who won't give up on murder. Let's go! To prevent him from dodging his trail now that he's hung up his gun. The serial killer turns himself into a cause celeb, celeb basically um, a lot, basically a lobbyist himself trying to figure, trying to shield his true motives. I'm hype! I'm hype! This sounds great! Yeah, this is... This could be um, better than Don't Look Up or whatever. Yeah. Was. And Don't Look Up wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as what we thought it was going to be. He he was too satirical with it, you know? Look, too satirical to uh, trying to blow your mind. Trying to yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, don't think you're the smartest guy in the room. Just give us what, you, what the synopsis is and you'll be okay. Yeah, but I think, you know, Pattinson has a serial killer, Amy Adams is a lobbyist, and Robert Downey Jr. is a, a cop. You can't cop. beat that. You can't beat that. That is amazing. That's a great, great cast. Um, so the life and legacy and journey of superstar tennis player Serena Williams will be put on full display in the upcoming ESPN docuseries in the arena, Serena Williams, following the uh, Emmy-winning show Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. Um, so the Serena Williams expansion of the franchise will be a multi-part series that provides the most complete, intimate, and compelling account of her legendary career, including uh, featuring first-hand perspective from Serena and key figures throughout her life. Her last and dance. Do, I'm hype. Yeah, you got to do this. Um, we've seen it with Jeter. We've seen it with Brady. We've seen it with Tiger, sort of, without Tiger's words. Yeah, without Tiger. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, a, we'll get a better, we'll get a we'll get, more serious get, one with him. Exactly. But I like that this is going to be with Serena. We're going to probably learn a lot about her sister who passed away in Compton, the hard times that they had mm -hmm. in Compton, which I'm ex which I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited to learn about because that sounds morbid. But like 
I'm Mystic excited to Town. learn her story, you know? Right. I think like this is a, a good choice for ESPN. To oh, yeah. This, this is the perfect choice. I think this is the best time to, to approach the Serena Williams story, especially after we've seen King Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The next person better be Michael Phelps. Like, we got to start churning out these greats. So. I don't know. I don't know how long this one's going to be. Brady was 10 episodes. I think this is at least five minimum. I think, I think, I think it's six minimum. I think you push 10 because she, she won 23. That's what I'm saying. She And then, like, there's the era with her sister where she was competing against her sister. Then there's the era where she was by herself. And then there's the old era. And then, like, the era where she, like, left to have her kids. Yeah, that's what, that's the old era with the, the era, pregnancy. And then, like, and then the comeback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I want to learn about the era with her, and her when she was a doubles with her sister and then how her sister was as good as her with, like, the braid. Like, that's going to be the interesting part of the story. And then her climb leaving her sister to where she's battling Sharapova every week who's on PDs kicking her ass. Right. <laughs> I wonder, I'm really interested to see who else comes in. Obviously, Venus will be in it. Yeah, I'm sure Sharap. I'm sure Sharapova. Uh, will she? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, they need to because that was like one of her biggest competitions. I know. I'm trying to think who else would have like her big competition. They could call Shonda Rubin from yeah, Lafayette. Sure. That's early though. That's early, Serena. I literally wrote an article about it today. I was like, if Shonda, if the Williams sisters don't exist, Shonda Rubin might be the Williams sisters of the era. Well, she probably be a good person to add mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. you know, this first two episodes. Um, so in the sports realm, still, the NBC Universal's Peacock will be the first ever exclusive uh, streamer of an NFL playoff game. I saw that trash. I mean, I don't care. I have Peacock, so me and you both have it. But for like, hey, people who don't, that's kind of trash. <laughs> yeah, Peacock. There's no question to do it. <laughs> Disney Plus trying to do Dancing with the Stars, and then realize that you know just take no one gives a fuck. No. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Peacock is one of the Peacock's big pushes is, is that they want to be a heavy sports. Well, look, that's where I watch Premier League soccer, and that's where I watch WWE and wrestling. Right? Yeah. Um, and they have USFL on there. Um, hmm They do a lot of um the a lot of different racing. Mm-hmm. They're actually really good with their sports content, if you want me to be honest. They're probably the best streamer with sports content. Yeah. Like if we want to be honest. Yeah. Having having a lot of soccer really helps them. So, yeah, it does. That's the Paramount only place you can really soccer. watch it. Oh, Paramount. Paramount's the only place. But Peacock has better games. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. It's like and it's a better format too, and a better app as well. Yeah. Um, so last two stories. Archer will end with season fourteen, and that's gonna be this fall. I haven't really been watching it because once they stopped the main storyline, you just gave up. Um, yeah, I just gave up. It was hard. It was too hard to like dive in between like brand new characters mm-hmm. with the same people. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was confusing. Um, Next Level Chef has been renewed for two more seasons. Nice. Look, with the writer's strike happening, they're putting Gordon Ramsay to work. They're bringing back Kitchen Nightmares, baby. <laughs> Fox yeah, I didn't realize like, that Next Level Chef also was doing is in the UK, too. So they got Next Level Chef US and Next Level Chef look, UK. And they... Gordon and I, and, uh, Aishi or whatever? Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I think it's her name. I, I can't remember her name. I, can, I just watched her whole Top Chef season. Um, I'm Aisha Arrington, I think is her name. Um, and then, so, but they're both on Next Level Chef UK too. So I was like, damn. Gordon yeah, Ramsey it's uh, Gordon Ramsay, Naisha Arrington, and Richard Blaze. Yeah, that's the host of America. And um, Richard, oh, we're not Richard. Um, Gordon Ramsay also has MasterChef and now Kitchen and Nightmares. Kitchen still going for Kitchen Nightmares. And then he has like the kids. Look, I'm telling you, with the writer's strike, they broke the Gordon Ramsay in case of emergency glass. We need content to fill. It's going to just be a bunch of restaurant TV for a little bit, Schubert. So just be ready. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that is, you know, ABC renewed American Idol and The Bachelor. Competition and shows. All this stuff. And um, CBS announced that they're going to extend the time for 
Survivor. Competition you- should exactly the writer's strike. That is exactly why. Because they have to use stuff that does that's not written, that's just scripted shit right now. Um yeah, reality yeah, shit. So not like, scripted. Excuse so me. So like one night a week you'll get Survivor for an hour and thirty minutes and then Amazing Race for an hour. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, not, nothing to review. Me and Schubert decided that we're gonna do succession all at the end, and then we'll talk visions next week. But let's get to the movie on the rise. This week I have McGregor Forever, the Conor McGregor documentary on Netflix. That's that's pretty much everything. That's that's the only thing that's out really. I mean, I definitely think people should go watch it here. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever get around to watching Jury Duty? No, is it good? Yeah, I think people should go watch Jury Duty if you haven't. Okay. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Fast X comes out this week. I'll, you can have that, too. I'm not watching Fast X. All right, well, I'll put Fast X as my other movie on the rise, because we got to put that on there. It's, it's Fast X. All right. Jason Momoa, um, man. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me, because I'm just watching a lot of old stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, you're catching up. It's all good. We'll do a we'll do a big review sesh next week. So, yeah, I did finish the season of Perry Mason. Is it is it worth? Yeah. Should I finish it? Um, I think so. It is it better than season one? No. Oh damn! I'm on episode two. Okay. Yeah, I think there's still interesting things. Okay. We were on like. If you were on like episode six or seven, I'd just be like, I'll just leave it. Okay. All right. Well, then, yeah, I'll finish it. I want to see how it turns out. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I think that shows me to continue. I hope so. Well, that's pretty much everything for today, huh? Uh, what's this right here? Oh, y'all should be watching One Piece. One Piece. Let me just let y'all know for you, since you're a One Piece fan, when you catch up, uh, there's some stuff coming that's going to be crazy. And Toei, for the first time, went and get Looney Tunes animators to come in and animate someone. It'll make sense when you catch up. <laughs> You'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So, I, took, I took a break because I, I just got into Wano. I think the last thing I watched was like uh, Luffy and Zora fighting uh, the Hawkins. Dude, Hawkins. Yeah, that bitch ass. <laughs> Um, so they whooped I his ass because I was like, oh, you should start again because they got they got a big fight with Sanji. The, the, the Sanji episode was so good that Japan played it in theaters. What was it? Is it just is it 20 minutes? Like, no, it, it was like it was like 40. They but they put a lot, they put like multiple together. But it's it's basically right. Sanji's battle for the Wano arc. And it's great. It is fucking great. So, but right. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get back into it. But yeah, that's pretty much pretty much everything, huh? I'm trying to think, but yeah, I think that I think that's just about it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying because like I've been spitting out a lot of things, and I'm like, am I forgetting something? Because I know I'll just be sitting around there tomorrow and be like, oh man, I really wish I would talk about that, and then like. Next make a week, make a note. We'll 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 talk about it next week if if it's something I've seen for sure. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can we can wrap up, but we'll definitely get next week's big review in two weeks. Yeah. Visions next week because I'll be Visions caught up next week. I have to rewatch them. Honestly, I didn't like it as much. Damn! It wasn't as good the first. Oh, don't say anything else. Then I'm gonna just watch it because it's Sith heavy this season, huh? I guess. I don't know. I just thought the Japan animators were better. More compelling stories. Ah, see the anime. All right. Well, don't say anymore. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it this week. We'll talk about it next. I'm excited. All right. You can follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. And be sure to check out all of our amazing content and follow us on YouTube for all the updated stuff, as well as wherever you get the audio versions of said podcast. Um, definitely check out everything going on with the network. You can catch me on uh, Twitter. Twitter at Chubes BWT. Sorry. And um, that's going to wrap up everything for this week in the Bros. Revenge podcast. I hope everyone um, catch, catches up with us next week. Go back and listen to last week's episode of Linden. 
in uh, in Ridge. He gave his score on Guardians for those who want a Guardians review. So, right. So I mean, I'll try and get around to doing it. I was I was kind of sick this weekend, so I didn't really want to go yeah, to the no, theater no, no. while I was sick. Smart man. I'm gonna be coughing. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm gonna try and catch it as soon as I can. I want to see it in theaters because I don't want to. Yeah, they said they said you should see it in theaters. I'm gonna try to. Curse has been holding me back, but she's off Friday, so that's where we're gonna go. So. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can get around to doing it this weekend. Or next weekend. Regis Regis friend cried watching it, so yeah. Kids. People will do that. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking cry. Fuck no. <laughs> Another thing is really interesting that in the first Guardians, the the otter, her name pops up in like when they're analyzing Rocket as oh. like one of his uh affiliates, like Groot and Lyra or whatever, Lyra. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, so definitely check that out if you want some Guardians content. And um, we'll be back next week for another episode of Bros Who Binge. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, keep binging. <laughs>